I'm so glad to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. You can follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. And coming up, just a few minutes in today's Clark Rageous Moment. Wow. Yet a strong, strong incentive is being offered up right now for you not to use a debit card anymore. When you hear what I have to say, you will finally accept what I've always called them, the piece of trash, fake Visa, fake MasterCard, debit cards, kick them to the curb. And coming up yet later, I want to talk about how some people are dealing with the massive increase in the cost of auto insurance that's occurring all over the country. Do I have a weird thing to share with you? So Wells Fargo, as you know, I have viciously attacked them now for years and their public reputation is in tatters because of one criminal conspiracy after another against their own customers. Fake accounts, cheating people on auto insurance, cheating people on mortgages, cheating people on investments. I mean, it's been just atrocious how many things have been rotten to the core at Wells Fargo. Well, here's something I would not have pictured. But the Wall Street Journal reports that Bank of America and Chase have been specifically targeting Wells Fargo because their public reputation is so poor and they're opening branches up right next to or across from Wells Fargo branches and the customers they're obtaining in they're going into new markets even and the customers they're getting are from Wells Fargo they're not getting their customers from other banks or credit unions or whatever the lion's share of the new business that Chase and Bank of America are getting is from Wells Fargo. So they're going from one of the four giant monster megabanks to two other of the giant monster megabanks, of which there are four giant monster megabanks, the last one being Citibank, and moving their business from one monster to another. Okay, you know what's missing from this picture? And more than half of people in the United States now have their principal banking relationship with one of the four giant monster megabanks. Which means you're spending a lot of money to do business with one of them or foregoing a lot of money you could earn by doing business with one of them. The answer to the scandals at Wells Fargo is not to go to Chase or Bank of America. The answer is to go to an online bank or go to a credit union, or a small local bank, not just from Tweedledee to Tweedledum. Just my thought. You know, you go to the online banks, and feeing you to death is not part of their DNA. Much better rates on savings, free checking. They're not about the gotcha. And of course, credit unions, you go to one of them, you own the place. So they're there to serve you. Just consider it. Alexis is with us on the Clark Howard Show. 
Hi, Alexis. How are you? As compared to what? <laughs> I always, that's my favorite retort. Is every, everything great in your life, though? Oh, I can't complain. If I do, who's going to listen to me anyway? Oh, I would listen to you. I know you would. Well, this is it. I am interested in buying a 2018 Nissan Leaf SL. What information, advice do I need to know to get the lowest price from a dealer? It can or does not have to be a trade-in, and it will be a cash sale unless they offer a phenomenal 0% uh, APA, unless you can talk me out of that. Okay, so don't ever tell a car dealer that you're going to pay cash for a car. Never bring that up till after you've made your deal on a car and or with it a trade-in. Okay. And whether you are buying a 2018 Nissan Leaf or anything else, I want you before you would proceed with buying the car to do some homework. And since you're in a position to be a cash buyer, the homework's easier. But I'd like you first to go find out what the vehicle is worth in the marketplace that you're thinking you might trade in. And the easiest way to do that is, do you live in a city that has CarMax? I live close by to one. Oh, you can go to a CarMax, and they'll give you a price right on the spot that's good for a week on your vehicle, because they are always looking for vehicles to put on their lot. And they'll give you a price they guarantee to you for that one-week period. What that does is that gives you a marker price that you know is the least you would want to accept for the vehicle that you might consider trading in at a dealer. Okay. Because you never know at a dealer when they say, oh, we're going to give you blah, blah, blah for your trade-in. And it may be a terrible price, but you already have a sense, you already have in your back pocket what that vehicle would be uh worth in the market all right next thing i want you to shop for that nissan leaf in the new modern ways are you a member of costco wholesale or sam's club costco costco so costco is now if they were a car dealer would be the largest car dealer in the united states Hmm. have you ever noticed when you leave the warehouse right where they check your receipt that they have all those shiny brochures for different things? Yes. One of them is for their car buying program. And the Costco car buying program uh, is something Costco makes no money from. It's just like something they do as part of the membership. But they have such volume of customers that dealers want to be in their program. And so without any games, gimmicks, anything, you'll be able to contact the Costco dealer for Nissan in your area and they will give you the price without any negotiation they would sell you a 2018 Leaf for. Okay. You also can compare it to a price you can get online from truecar.com. I went there and I actually got a bid and I went to that dealership and it was called Switch and bait. Bait and switch at that dealer. Have you told, yeah. um, have you told True Car that you had a bait and switch at one of their dealers? I wrote, I texted them, and I did tell them that. Okay, that's important because 
if a dealer is playing dirty with true car uh, they're not as fierce with a dealer as costco would be but if they get complaints that a dealer isn't honoring the true car prices they're going to toss them out hmm. i mean we're talking four grand yeah so they were they were playing dirty yes but um but these car buying programs eliminate so much hassle there's one more thing you can do alexis if you uh if you are willing to spend the time email the the nissan dealers uh internet sales department you'll see it on their websites for a quote on the 2018 leaf exactly as you'd like it equipped okay and that is a way that you can get a decent price on the car and as you found out with the dealer that played bait and switch anybody does stuff like that there are plenty of fish in the sea you just turn around and you leave that place that plays dirty joe joins us on the clark howard show hello joe hi clark how are you great thank you joe you got a chromebook huh yeah i did i'm a regular listener i walk uh, with the podcast in the morning and uh you've uh, mentioned it several times and I went ahead and uh, picked one up. I got a bargain on it, uh, a rehab uh, off the Internet, $94. And uh, I, I did it uh, for the financial things that uh, I need to do, you know, a brokerage of the bank, online banking. And uh, in one of the podcasts listening to you, you, you mentioned just online banking. And my hope was that, it, it would make me more secure with all sorts of financial things. Uh, it's especially valuable for the brokerage because the greatest risk that we face is that a criminal get into our brokerage account, retirement account, or mutual fund account because banks only have less than 10% of people's money now. Over 90% is in these other places. And that's why doing... Um, Visiting your brokerage on the Chromebook is the highest priority. And if I failed to say that in the podcast you were listening to, I didn't do my job. Yeah, it was February 12th, <laughs> and I listened a couple of times. And walking, I can't take notes. That's the one disadvantage. And so I searched for it and found it and said, I'm going to call Clark and just to ask him that. Well, I appreciate other- that. So I call it the three Bs is the basis basics for using a Chromebook is banking brokerage bill pay. Very good. And I have, uh, as a result of so many questions people have asked about cordoning off the finances in your life, we have a guide now on Clark.com on how to set up a financial Chromebook. Excellent. That's what I need exactly. Um, Because I was going to ask you a couple related type questions on that. Uh, One thing I did hear on one of your... um, podcast was that uh, um, searching is what you don't do internet searching do not yeah use no searching phone. no social media no email you only use the financial chromebook for the financial things that we've discussed okay one last question then clark uh, something else you said is get printed statements um actually you said paper statements when i heard it from the banks and brokerages and so forth in case there's ever a discrepancy you can go to those paper can that paper include printing it from the chromebook from your accounts that you have on the chromebook printing out the statements yes 
Okay. Yes, yeah, so if you, you if you have, have a, a printer hooked up to the Chromebook, you absolutely can do that. Very good. Very good. So Thank those you. are great questions, Joe. And do you have any suggestions for me about our podcast as an obviously very avid podcast listener? Wish it was longer. It used to be. It seems it's uh, 33 minutes or so, and I like to go for about 45 minutes, so I listen to two of them. That's well, you can dial to... down the speed and hear me speak even more slowly, and then it would last <laughs> the 45 minutes. Very good. There you go. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're getting so much exercise, Joe, and I'm glad that you enjoy the podcast. Today's Clark Rageous moment is an expansion on something I've shared with you for years. That is the danger of you using a piece of trash, fake Visa, fake MasterCard, a debit card for day-to-day purchasing. Scams, rip-offs, outrages. It's a Clark Rageous moment. So a new report from the folks at FICO who do the credit reporting, found that debit cards are now so often to be used in fraudulent transactions that the number of fraudulent transactions jumped 70% in a year, according to FICO. Seven, zero. And with the debit card, that's the one with the Visa or MasterCard logo tied into your checking account you don't have the normal consumer protections that you have with a credit card. Inquiring minds might want to know why you don't have those protections because the banks in the era credit cards came into prominence in the 60s, the banks didn't own Washington. And the U.S. Congress passed a layer of consumer protections. But the debit card didn't come into prominence till about 25 years ago when it first started appearing. But by that point, the banks owned your congressmen or senators, so they did not put in place any meaningful consumer protections for debit cards. So you're extra exposed, and the fraudsters are targeting them far more than credit cards, and the chance of fraud up 70% in a year. So that's why if you need to use a debit card, who needs to use a debit card instead of a credit card? If you know that you will spend money you shouldn't spend with a credit card, and that's why you carry a debit card. Credit cards have been a real problem for you in the past. Or for whatever reason, you can't qualify for a credit card and you carry a debit card. But if that's for whatever reason, how you live your life with a debit card, please follow my backup position, which is have a second account that you use, maybe with one of the online banks, that you only fund with the money that you need for walking around using a debit card so that your main money in your bank account or credit union account is not at risk because of this huge increase in fraud and what happens is the money disappears from your checking account you then have to go fight with your own bank to get your own money back after a fraudster ran off with it that's why they are the piece of trash fake visa or fake mastercard and that's not even getting in to the protections you don't have 
with a debit card. If you shop online and the merchandise doesn't come or doesn't come as represented, credit card, you have blanket protection for that with a little bit of Swiss cheese holes in it. With a debit card, you got none. Hey, Joel, let's try to sneak in and ask Clark here. All right, Clark. Jim wrote in and said, Clark, my wife recently passed away. Should oh, I'm so sorry. He wants to know, should I do something with the credit card companies and credit credit bureaus to ensure her credit and identity is protected? Oh, I'm really sorry you've lost your wife. Uh, as far as this, it's known as ghosting among criminals when they specifically target people who have passed away following the obits. And it happens a fair amount, but there's not a lot for you to do. There's not a procedure specifically for that. And you're not liable for anything that might happen with ghosting. So I would say of the things for you to worry about right now, that is not one of them. And again, I'm really sorry about your loss. So glad you've taken time out of your day to join us here on the Clark Howard Show where you learn to save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. I am amazed as I scan news from around the country how many stories are running right now on TV in particular about the massive increases in auto insurance premiums that are happening state by state all over the country. And there are a number of factors, mainly if you want to know whose fault it is, it's us, distracted driving almost certainly with people not looking at the road. It was funny, I was um, in California a few days ago where there are strict, strict rules about being on your phone while you're driving. And... At red lights, I'd noticed continually people weren't going when the light turned green because they were looking down and texting on their phone and looking down and keeping the phone really down low so that a police officer wouldn't see them doing it, as I assume. And then something that's getting worse and worse is people texting while they're on a freeway. Now, think about that you're covering the distance of a football field and gosh every couple of seconds driving freeway speed and you're looking at the phone instead of looking at the road no wonder there are so many more people injured and killed in accidents now than even just three years ago so as goes to follow the if then auto insurance premiums going crazy but there's something popping up in more and more states now not everywhere yet but you are going to see this be most anywhere in the country except states that are extremely rural where you're going to be able to buy auto insurance by the mile. And I talked, I don't know how many years ago it started as a test by a company called Metro Mile that sells by the mile insurance in about eight states now that this idea of charging you basically a, a per mile fee is so much better an idea because there are lots of people who drive very few miles and would benefit potentially mightily because the savings could be so large to you 
if you're someone who drives, I know this is shocking to the average driver who drives 12 to 15,000 miles a year, but there are a lot of people who drive 2,000 to 5,000 miles a year, and they're paying almost the identical premium as you are driving 12 to 15,000 miles a year. They're not on the road nearly as much, so there's a much lower possibility mathematically of being in an accident and therefore the idea of paying by the mile i love that and i think that's how auto insurance should go but a lot of people are freaked out about it because the insurer has to put a device on your vehicle to know what you're actually driving or you have to go somewhere every so often for them to look at your odometer to make sure you're really driving the miles you say you are, but more often it would be a device in the car that would report how many miles you're driving and then in turn your premium. And stop texting while you drive. That's you. That's you I'm talking about. Lee is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Lee. Hey, Clark. Thank you so much for taking my call. As far as I'm concerned, you and your staff walk on water. Wow. Well, that is very sweet of you to say. <laughs> I also... Uh, I would say my staff podcast. walks on water. I just drown. <laughs> I uh, also listen to your podcast while I walk and uh, talk about you every chance I get. Well, thank you. I, I Sure. My husband and I uh, have a couple of tenants, actually five tenants, that we collect direct um, instead of having the uh, management collect the, the rent. And um, we asked them to pay directly, now asking to pay with a, uh, an app or direct deposit. We were wondering if you have a suggestion. Um, we were using Venmo. Venmo, but, yeah, which you're not really supposed to use to collect rent. Is that right? Yeah. Because? Venmo is designed, in their terms of service, say that it's uh, for paying person-to-person, not person-to-business. And so it's supposed to be like friends out uh, going, let's say they go to a restaurant, and it's supposed to be if one of them pays the bill, the others reimburse their part with Venmo. Oh, okay. So I know people use Venmo the way you're describing, but that's not really its design. But there is something like it that's designed just for landlords and tenants. Mm. And I haven't talked about it in probably six months or more called Cozy, C-O-Z-Y. Okay. And it's it's not a .com. It's a .co. But if you go to Cozy.co, you'll see that it really solves this problem for landlords. It's an app or a website? It's a website, and it allows you to set up where money is automatically directly deposited from your tenants into your account that you collect rents at. I see. And I suppose it's very private and safe and easy to use. Well, let's hope it is, because <laughs> it's, it's been around for a while, and it's completely free for you, and it solves the problem of you having to 
get a check and then deal with depositing it and all that and you have instant availability of funds with the way the money is deposited to you okay and i know a lot of people uh, in the thought line of what you talked about using venmo a lot of landlords use square cash and have mm-hmm. tenants pay them by square cash but again with square cash their system is not supposed to be used for that way but routinely landlords use it for that purpose i see but if you wanted one that was specifically designed with you in mind as a landlord collecting rents cozy is it cozy.co that's right cozy.co thank you again clark sure i hope it works perfectly for you ginger joins us on the clark howard show ginger You've got something pretty distressing to share with me, don't you? Hi, Clark. Yes, I do. <laughs> What's going on, Ginger? Um, well, I've been using this online app to purchase products um, for a few years now. Oh, go ahead actually, and name them. Oh, okay, so it's Wish. Um, and I actually heard about the app from your show a few years ago and started using it, and um, but recently, within the past few months, they've started to sell some very adult-type items. Oh, and well, actually, you just missed in the past. They've been selling those kind oh. of items for years. <laughs> and let me first explain to people what Wish is, who may not have heard about it. Wish okay. is a, an ultra-cheap seller of goods, most of which come from China after a delay of you finding it takes a month for the items to get to you? Is that about what you're usually seeing? Um, at first, but I mean, recently I've been getting stuff as, as quick as two weeks. Okay. And they sell things at prices that are like, it couldn't possibly be that cheap. Right. And sometimes the stuff comes and it's junk. And yep. other times it comes and it's a screaming, screaming deal. Correct. But what you have seen now is something that that has been there kind of lurking on the surface for a long time. And without getting too graphic, what kind of stuff are you seeing that's a problem? Well, you know, it's very um, adult-type toys, if you will, Um, you know, for not, you know, not the younger eye to see, basically. Got it. Um, Yeah. And it's very disappointing because, it's been showing up, on, I guess, on the main page, maybe, um, you know, the first page you click with the newest items. Uh, and my my children, and specifically my 11-year-old daughter, goes on the app and looks all the time. And oh, boy. I've, you know, been seeing this stuff. And, you know, so I sent them a note and said, you know, can you make a tab at the top or something that only, you know, for that um, type of stuff. And, you know, their their response was basically no. <laughs> So what that means so, is they don't care. Exactly. And exactly. you may have so, to choose not to shop for, at Wish anymore. You, you definitely will need to keep your 11-year-old away because there's a lot of, um, uh, you mentioned uh, toys, there's a lot of clothing that you don't want an 11-year-old girl see true. that's for sale yeah. on Wish. Have you ever looked at um, AliExpress? as an alternative no. no i think you're going to find that aliexpress which is a competitor of wish you're going to find it um more 
PG, let's say. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. And, and I just want to get the word out there, you know, basically, and, you know, let people know that myself, I'm boycotting it, and any um, chance I get, I'll tell somebody to boycott. I, I just don't think it's appropriate. Well, and Wish is a big enough business now that they should have the good sense to offer a, um, a child-friendly site. I mean, they got so much stuff. They've got Geek as a companion site, you know, which is yes. all electronics. And having, like, Wish for Kids or something like that would be, I think, a very smart move on their part because look at it now. You're just not even going to, as a regular dedicated Wish shopper, you're done with them. Yes, I have deleted the app, and um, as a matter of fact, a, a, a Facebook friend um, liked the Wish app last night, and I commented on that and said, you know, d- don't you know, don't like Wish. It's it's not a good company. All right. Well, I appreciate that, and we may hear from them, and uh, and if they have a strategy to deal with this, I'd love it because when you look at their list of prohibited items the things that we're talking about are not prohibited at all it's a it's a big part of what they actually sell this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance hey listeners whether you love true crime or comedies celebrity interviews news or even motivational speakers you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue right and guess what now you can call the shots on your auto insurance too Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Lynn is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Lynn. Hello. Lynn, you are not going through a fun episode in your life, are you? No, I'm not. Well, I am so sorry. What has happened? Last week, I came home from work and discovered I had two letters in the mail that told me, one told me that I opened an account online and congratulated me, and the other one said that I had applied for a personal loan with a bank. That's how I discovered uh, that my identity had been stolen and somebody was using my Social Security. I am so, so sorry. Let me go through some of the things you need to do instead of asking you what you've done. (laughs) First thing first, you need to go file a police report. Yep, I did. Actually, I had, um, I mean, I had a whole bunch of, you know, family members giving me advice, but I did go on your website and I looked at what you list to do. So uh, that was very helpful. And I did um, file a police report. I did file with the FTC. Great. I called Social Security. I did a report online with them and I contacted all three of the credit agencies, the reporting agencies and froze my credit. Wow. Yes. So I was. All right. You're very proactive. <laughs> have you been able to figure out the credit bureaus should have supplied you with free copies of all three of your credit reports? 
Yeah, I mean, I can get them. I, I do have one that I printed. I have another one that I, I downloaded to a disk. And, yeah, they did. They did um, allow me to um, get my credit report so that I could see what it looked like before all this started happening. And are there, well, actually, it should show the inquiries, you know, in the inquiry section. Yeah. Yep, and there, and when I, it's funny because I had ran it two days prior to this all happening because I try to keep up with my credit report and my credit score, and nothing was out of the ordinary, nothing at all. My credit report was exactly how I would have thought it looked. It was nothing that I said, oh, I didn't do that. So then all of a sudden, uh, within a couple of days, it, it just went, it went crazy. And how much did your credit score drop in those um, couple of days? It dropped about uh, 50, I think it was about, well, actually 60 points. It dropped about 60 points in, in like a few days. All right, so you mentioned the two things, the personal loan and the new yes. application for credit. That yep. sounds like there might be two more lingering out there. Yeah, the same credit card company that I first, when I first found out, there was a credit card company, and then whoever has my my social did it again, like three days later. They applied for the same credit card with the same credit card company. And fortunately, everything was frozen. My social was frozen, so they contacted me right away. Then the same day, they applied for a student loan in another state, $25,000 student loan. I got a phone call from that company saying, did you apply for this loan? I said, no. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> And meanwhile, all these companies that are contacting me are saying they have information on this person. And that was what got me to inquire to you because they have information and they have either a address that this person's trying to get stuff mailed to or they have, you know, an email or a phone number. And the other day it was a license number that wasn't my license number. So I've been calling the police department and saying, hey, you know, this company has this information. And they said, if you want it, you can contact them. And, you know, maybe the driver's license number is invalid. But so, so you have to have, what you have to have is you have to have the good luck because the yes. financial institutions aren't going to care. They're not going to do right. anything. It's just next. Right. So it requires a police detective who has a yep. real interest in identity theft cases with right. the trail you've been able to put together. And I've found in the past that if you find that person and you can hand them the information on a silver platter of the perpetrator that that is when you will have a greater likelihood of getting results and getting that person locked up right and that's kind of that was kind of where i went where i was going with my question is you know in to me and i know i'm not the only one i feel like you know i'm a victim obviously but i feel like who's helping me like what is out there for me to do other than continuously get phone calls and continuously call the police department back you know, such and such a company has has another piece of information. It's just going to frustrate you if you just call right. in. You need to have a detective and ask, is there a detective who specializes in identity theft cases? And you need to get okay. with him or her because yeah. they're the ones that would be motivated as you get mm-hmm. more and more pieces of the puzzle, that they've right. got somebody they can go after and arrest and right. I love your motivation. You've done everything right. And yeah. you're going to limit, yeah. likely, the damage you're going to suffer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and, and I is. love your motivation yeah. that you want to prevent it from happening to other people. And I think that's great. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. 
If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast of our show, I'd love it if you'd subscribe. Whatever your favorite podcast app is, we're pretty much there. And whether you love what you hear from me or hate it, take time to write a review. It's how we all learn from each other is from those reviews. 